Christ, you people suck. <laughs> wow. Marine on a tangent. G Radio, episode 521421 I was molded by it. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's a video game podcast, and we have joining us today. We've got Drew calling in from Bosnia Herzegovina. Hey, how you doing? Calm down, doctor. Now's not the time for pain. That <laughs> uh, comes later. Oh, uh, it would be painful for you. You. Uh, we also have uh, Mr. Wombert. I wondered what would break first, your spirit or your body. <laughs> oh, that movie is still good. And we have Anthony. Hi, I can't think you can't of anything do? to say in a Bane voice. I can't think of anything to say in a Bane voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Man. I wasn't prepared for this. Let's do a theme podcast for the entire thing. I, oh, I played some some Overwatch. It was good. <laughs> Yours is like super uh, posh Bane. Hey, hey, <laughs> it, it can be what it make your own like, Bane. Like yeah. drinking tea with his pinky out Bane. <laughs> Have some crumpets. <laughs> They're delicious. But anyway. Video games. Oh man, Drew, do you, you play video games sometimes? Speak the devil, and he shall appear. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah, I played some video games. Uh, let's talk about a game that I should have reviewed a month ago, but oh, things what, happened. What game is that? That is Tennis World Tour. Tennis I, World uh, Tour. Conversations yeah. over. It's tennis. It's no. I I don't know. I need I it's I, I need to specify it is bad tennis. It's bad no. tennis. Oh. This game is not good. Uh in fact it has a rather interesting uh backstory. So I've never heard of the developer, um but I looked up online because I was curious about this game. The reason why is because this game is marketed to have online multiplayer. And oh, no. I am I am a month and a half late on this review, and guess what? Online multiplayer is still coming soon. 
Oh, wow. Wow. I figured yeah. you were going to be like, and it's already dead. Uh, not, it hadn't even started. <laughs> wow. That's. Oh. How could you kill yeah. it? Now is, it is it because. Do you know if it's because like, this game has gone through way too many bug fixes? Or. Uh, I think that they have dropped all support of this game. Oh, wow. That's even worse. Okay. So, like, on the main menu, you know, on, like, most sports games on the main menu, they, they have, like, a little kicker or something that, that, you know, shuffles through different images and says, hey, this is new DLC or this is coming soon or something like that. The ticker just says, welcome to or, uh, Tennis World Tour on every single one. Nice. <laughs> so, I think, I think they're done with this game. Uh, and I think probably because of poor sales and also because of how bad it is. So the hit detection on this game is god-awful. I think I could be wrong, but maybe they were trying to make like a Star Wars tennis game because I think I have like fucking Jedi powers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hit detection is not that important in tennis, right? Right? Yeah. Jeez. It's I, I make shots that physically should not be able to be made and then the ai uh just eventually just gives up on the cool do they like, stop like moving and shit yeah they eventually just stop trying and i'm just like okay i haven't lost the match and i don't think i ever will uh there's glitches galore in this game while the animations actually look impressive when you get up close ew, those things look horrible some kind of like weird mutated person standing there with a tennis racket. But um, it's a monster. It's really it's really bad. Uh, <laughs> another another fun glitch is uh, so uh, during the career mode, you can hire trainers that give you like stat boosts and stuff like that. You can also hire managers. Uh, you might want to hold off because when you unlock, you'll unlock managers depending on your level. Uh, once you choose a manager or a trainer, uh, the game just won't let you choose another one that you unlocked. So oh, it's, nice. Uh, it's, uh, it's glitched there. So you I'm can't ever with... fire them, huh? Yeah, no. They won't, they won't let you switch any of that stuff. Lifetime contracts, son. Yeah. Uh, there is, as far as I know, there's no doubles matches in this game, so you can't really play, um, you know, with two people on a team. Um... The online is non-existent because it doesn't work yet. Huh. It's just a really bad game. <laughs> That's all there is to it. But um, hang on a second, I have to do work stuff. Okay, well, we'll 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 talk about something else. Anthony, do you do you have a game you want to talk about? Uh, I will talk about. Uh, well, I keep, I'm still playing Anima, still playing Oceanhorn. Um, I'm excited to see what Oceanhorn 2 brings, because I know that they're changing like the camera angle to be more like a 3D Zelda yeah, game, I've which is kind of neat. I've seen some footage of it. I don't know how I feel yet. Oceanhorn I, was novel because it was like old school Zelda. I, while playing that game, I think the the thing that keeps like shocking me, and I it really shouldn't, because that game was originally a mobile game. Yes. And that still blows my mind on how well done that game is and I know that they brought it to PC without the uh, Nobu Uematsu uh, soundtrack and then they brought the soundtrack back for the console release but that game is uh, 
something special except for the point where uh, I had a little like goof on my internet and that it, I'm playing on Xbox and it signed me out and and it was mid boss fight. So it kicked me out of the boss fight because it signed me out of Xbox Live, and it's like, please sign in. And I'm like, don't. I just can't do this right now. I'm done. Um, I have to wait for Drew to talk about what remains of Edith Finch because you both played that this week. Okay. Uh, the last week. Um, but uh, I will talk about uh, Life is Strange, awesome, the awesome adventures of Captain Spirit because I think I'm probably the only person that played it on the podcast. Um. I kind of go back. I really like the original Life is Strange. I still have not played Before the Storm. It's sitting there in front of me. It's not going to be too long, so I don't know why I haven't jumped on it. But um, uh, The Awesome Adventure... So, original Life is Strange I played, and uh, I got through the kind of... the. It's That series was very rough when it started. It was very obvious that they weren't sure what they wanted to do and how to portray it. Because um, it's Don't Nod. So the, at that time, uh, their last game, I think, was Remember Me, which was an action game. Which is um, also a tremendous game, by the way, that yes. I just want to put out there just in case anybody hasn't played it. You should go play that motherfucking game. You should play that game. It's like dirt cheap, too. Yep. And it's tremendous. Um, the So when it starts off in the original Life is Strange, it was very rough. It was... Kind of, and I've heard a lot of people who've tried the first episode say that it is like too teen drama for them, and it definitely had that towards the beginning. But it slowly was uh, turned into more or less of a after school special with magic powers, time travel, and turned into something very dark, um, and. The, I will I will stand by the fact that the final chapter of Life is Strange is some of the weirdest, most interesting sci-fi I've ever seen. Um, just the concepts used in it. Um, it's a great game, but it, I definitely realize it's not for everyone. Um, but it slowly eased you into the kind of the dark stuff that they want to talk about. Now, I think it's partially because they... Um, they weren't necessarily sure what they were doing and that they took feedback from the negative uh, complaints, kind of complaining about it, and that they adjusted that series because the people that are going to play it aren't necessarily going to be young kids. I think it's a little slow, you know, and like, but, um, so I, I started up the Awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit kind of expecting the same thing, where it was going to be this slow introduction to the character. But um, I think it took me about two hours, because I wasn't really sure what I was doing. Um, but uh, they give you little things that you have to do, like you have to assemble his superhero costume. The kid's younger than the characters from the original game. Um, and this is free, so, so I, I really do suggest giving it a shot um everyone that's listening and and like i don't know if i I know ken doesn't like life is strange so this isn't probably going to change his his mind but um ryan did you play life is strange at all Uh, i did not no i'd give this a shot because it's free um the the series isn't out yet and i'll probably honestly wait till the series is done before i play it but um 
you play as a kid who has a superhero alter ego. And what I figured the the gimmick of this game was going to be, of this new series, because of course the last one was time travel, um, was... Um, what was the fact that his imagination was very vivid and you do go into his imagination at certain points where he it is obvious it's not real but uh it's not like something like deadly premonition where you go into the head of the character and then snap back to reality and like what actually happened like weird stuff it is always very obvious that the kid is playing or and um it's just it's it's showing you visually what what he's pretending, um, and uh, this isn't a spoiler because it happens like the the first interaction you have with his father. Um, it is about a single parent who's an alcoholic, and you are the child, and it is very dark very quickly. Um, just the conversations that they have, you can you, it's. It's something that I'm surprised is being tackled in a video game. Um, but this is definitely more video game-like than the first Life is Strange. Or at least the way the first Life is Strange starts off with the little um, goals that they have set for you. There's some minor puzzle solving. Um, and uh, what I f- again, I figured his they, they only reveal the power that he's going to have through this series at the very end of the episode, and I won't spoil that, but it is hinted at in hindsight, it's hinted at throughout playing it. Um, so I'm really interested in seeing where this uh, season of Life is Strange goes, because all the stuff he's set up in this little prologue, it is... It's going to be interesting how they deal with this. Because at the end of the first game, it's like... I'm not spoiling it. It it kind of wraps up its loose ends and has something to say. Um, But it also dealt with stuff... It was was very hypothetical stuff of, like, if you could change something, would you? And in this particular case, it is not that. But... um, I enjoyed the two hours I spent with it, but I enjoyed it not in the way of like having fun, but like wow, this is this is very unique and very uh, upsetting, but not to the point where I was crying, of course, or anything like that. Just like um, uh, I don't want to say disturbing either, but that's the best word I could think of it uh, right now. Um, off-putting to some extent. Um, yeah, I do suggest everybody give this a shot at least, um, unless it hits too close to home, and, and probably I wouldn't suggest it at all. Um, but uh, it, it, it's, it looks like this is going to be a far more um, interactive experience than the first Life is Strange. It'd be more game-like than the first Life is Strange. So um, that's all I have to say on that without spoiling it all. But I, it, it is something that I want to talk to people about just because of some of the stuff they've done in the two hours that they had with me. It is probably actually less time if you wanted to blast through it. But um, it, for free, I, again, I'm surprised they just released that. So uh, I don't know. Maybe I will just jump on and play it episode by episode as they release. Um, and then the last game I played... Well, technically the first game I played this week was uh, What Remains of Edith Finch. Uh, is Drew back? Yeah, I'm back. 
Okay, please don't spoil anything in this game because after everybody has talked about it, I really <laughs> want to play it. Yeah. Okay. So. Well, that's pretty easy for me. I didn't like this game, Drew. I liked it a lot. <laughs> yeah, I I absolutely adore this game. <clears throat> I told Anthony he was a weirdo because he didn't like this game. That's fine. I'm totally <laughs> fine with that that aspect of it. Um, I, I like. I think everybody's talked about uh, the the cannery. It's not spoiling anything. Um, that being the that being one of the most unique things I've ever seen in a video game ever. Um, that was really neat. I just the I think the same issue happened with me. Uh, like, cause like if you look at Open Critic, I'm on the lower end of a way out. I think part of it was I sort of early on picked up what was going to happen, and that kind of ruined it for me. I think that would have been a, a far more impactful ending if I didn't go, I bet this is going to happen, and that's what happened with A Way Out as well. So I think that's part of it. Um, there were some really neat moments of that, though. I, I like That's the thing. I can't like criticize this game. I don't hate it. I just didn't like it. But I also played Gone Home, and I was getting way too many Gone Home feelings, and I did not... I will... I will honestly say I think I hate Gone Home. I didn't hate what <laughs> what remains of Edith Finch, but that's all I was getting. It was like, oh, uh, this reminds me of Gone Home. Fuck you, Gone Home. You suck. Oh, uh, it. You know, like I, I'm anger. just gonna, I'm just gonna say it. Like, Gone Home has you following your sister as she left, sort of clues for you. The father's more interesting. The mother's more interesting. The uncle that used to live in the house is more interesting. And spoiler alert, it's about your sister being gay and leaving home because she's not accepted. Her girlfriend is more interesting. And we are following the most boring character of the family whose only, like, real characterization is, I like a girl. I'm sorry, like, that's it? Like, I was so irritated. People were like, it's such a big message. And I was like... I want to follow her girlfriend. Her girlfriend likes video games and is in a punk band, and that's way more interesting than whatever your sister is doing. Like, oh, don't play Gone Home. Play What Remains of Edith Finch. It's a far better game. It's a great game. I just it was it just it didn't click with me the way it clicked with others, and I don't know if it's just because it was hype so much. Um, that being said, though, that cannery level is still amazing, and the um, bunker level was something different too. I liked a lot of those levels. There's a couple I don't like, but I I, like I didn't it. like the first one. Yeah. I think we talked about that, and then um, the swing was the other. Yeah, I had this, the swing was fast for me. Yeah, it was. It was, it's super it was fast short. for me too, yeah. and that's the reason why I was just like, oh, that was pointless. Yeah, I did like I did like the uh, and Drew you you picked you, you mentioned that in the um, email or uh, that the way the house is built is something yeah. really really neat. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It just it didn't click with me. The story didn't click with me the way I wish it had. That's all. And I think that's the big issue. Um, but again, that cannery level is something else and like worth the price of it. like worth the admission. Like I'm not disappointed because of that that level specifically. That that yeah. level's cool. Um yeah, they, I, oh it. no go ahead. I enjoyed it. It was actually really good. Um I right. yeah I don't know. I get it. But no no I, I'm not I'm not discounting your stuff either. Oh I no just, but um, Drew, but Drew, 
Ken is, so it's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah I am. He's wrong. I uh, when you go to when you say like gone home, you're following the 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 most boring character. I feel like Edith Finch is the boring character in this one. Oh, and but that's kind of oh, so that's kind of yeah, the point, but, but, that's, but like arguably, arguably in Gone Home, you're playing as like when you're playing as the bigger sister coming home to find your younger sister gone. I understand I'm playing as the most boring character, but it, like I have to be in the role of someone. So I, I like accept that Edith Finch is the most boring character, and I accept that the sister in Gone, like the bigger sister that I'm playing as in Gone Home, is the most boring character. My thing with Gone Home is at least with Edith Finch, you're getting a bit of each character, right? And in in Gone Home, I'm fall, I'm having to like to finish Gone Home. You have to follow the most boring character in the game, and and I guess spoilers because it's totally optional. Um, for Gone Home, the, the when you start reading in, and it's totally optional, and you actually have to read documents, what's going on with the father is super interesting, and what's going on with the mother is super interesting. And we don't actually have to deal with any of that stuff. Um, what happened with the uncle that used to live in the house is kind of implied. That's more interesting. And then, of course, the girlfriend, who is kind of the reason why your sister likes anything in Gone Home, like... She's interesting. So why am I following the character who who doesn't have a personality outside of the fact of who she likes? And like with what remains of Edith Finch, every single uh, family member at least had something interesting to do. Um, even if I didn't necessarily like the story that was going on overall, like the, the segments at least were inter- like interesting ways of telling that. Um, yeah, you know the kite sequence was interesting at least visually. And I didn't find Gone Home had any of that aspect either. But the fact is that I was kind of walking around a house. Um, it, it was it was feeling like I was just like, oh yeah, gone home, gone home, gone home, and like not intentionally. It's just kind of where I stopped playing these types of games. So I jump into the now when I'm playing another one. It's like, of course, it's in a house. Although this house is far more interesting. But, um, you know, it, it just, yeah, Edith Finch is definitely the most boring. But she also talks, and that's another thing that Gone Home doesn't do. Yeah. Seems right. like they had a little bit of production value in this one. Who who made this? Was it uh, Vanishing of Ethan Carter? Was that the group? Or no, Unfinished Swan, right. Right. Yeah. I, uh, I looked into some of that stuff. Um, I don't know. But apparently, Unfinished Swan is actually connected to Edith Finch. Yes, it's in the same universe. I, I'm yeah. not going to say any more than that, but there is a story that is connected to the Unfinished Swan and Edith Finch. Yes. It's pretty obvious which one it is when you play it. Yeah. But I'm not going to spoil anything. Yeah. Uh, Drew, did you play anything else before you got cut off? Um, I mean, Tennis World Tour, don't play that game. Okay. Uh, Rex Fest played some more of that. That's that's a cool game. Yeah, that's, I'm looking forward fun. to that game. Did you finish that's The Witcher a... yet? <laughs> oh god, no! <laughs> Are you kidding me? Not at all. Oh. Do you know how much Overwatch this man has to play? Yeah, unbelievable. I have to. I have to defeat the monkey. Defeat but, the monkey. Uh, no, I uh, I'm going to. Uh, I'm trying to finish up. Radiant Historia for Phoenix Down. Um, 
And uh, I'm going to probably finish Detroit uh, this sometime this week. And then move on to, I guess, Final Fantasy XII, because that's the next thing on the Here, list. Who cares about all that trash? <laughs> Beat the Wisher. Well, I have a podcast I have to do. <laughs> yeah, this one, and where you have to hear Ryan tell you yeah, to play, you gotta the, play Witcher. the Witcher. How many times has Ryan been on uh, Phoenix Town? Zero times. No, <laughs> that's not true. No, yeah, that is true. Zero times. Yeah, no. Zero <laughs> so they... <times. laughs> it's but, not yeah. my fault y'all don't play any of the old-ass games that I'm playing. It's not like right. I'm not playing old-ass games all the time. <laughs> that's true. So he's... Your own podcast. He's good. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, I, uh, it, that's about it. Um, like Wreckfest is actually really fun. Uh, the online actually works. It's a little laggy at times, depending on the server you get into. So it's all like, you know, hosted servers, uh, like, like most PC games. Is. Um, but it's, it's actually really fun. The physics in that game are really good. And, uh, the racing's, you know, it's, it's good. It's, it's nothing that's going to blow your socks off. The thing that you really want to do is just wreck guys. So that you you will if you jump online you're guaranteed to run into at least a couple of guys who are just gonna like put it in reverse and then start going the opposite way to try to wreck people. Well it is on called the track. wreck fest. I mean Yeah, it's... but it is also a race in some of those. I mean, yeah, sure they have demolition derby. They also have races. Um there's a ton of stuff. There's like uh tons of vehicles, there's a freaking like uh there's school buses and you know giant freaking um, like combines, like a freaking like a farm combine, uh, and it's just crazy. You can put all sorts of stuff on your cars and lots of customization options. It's it's a fun game. Can you shoot your uh, driver out of the out of the windshield at a dartboard? I no. Damn it! That is not that is not in this game. When I think of flat out, that's what I think of. Yeah, unfortunately, this is not the next flat out. I know because they lost the license. <laughs> I know. So I, they have DLC. Like I said, they have a, a DLC for throwing fling Santa. I have not touched that. Um, so that may be the flat out you're looking for. But um, overall, overall, you get a pretty decent racing game and some pretty good physics and. It's pure chaos when you do a online wreck fest. So, but uh, yeah, that's actually pretty enjoyable. I'll get my review done with that uh, this week. Uh, just finished up that uh, that tennis world tour, man. I kind of kind of ripped into that. Yeah, bad games. I, are I bad games. Had, yeah, it's a, it's a bad game, and I mean, it's kind of sleazy that they're. They're saying, hey, we got multiplayer, and there's no multiplayer. There's so many games now that things are easily swept under the rug. Anybody remember Agony? That game came and went, and from what I hear... It's not coming back? It's not coming back. Like, the console versions like were never patched, and oh. it's... Uh, yeah. We were, we were on the list to get a review code for that, for consoles, and um, uh, that, co- that review code never showed... Just yeah. say we're going to cut our losses. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny because I actually read up on an article because I, I had to know. I had to know. I was like, what's going on with this? Because Tennis World Tour, 
they they said that you know multiplayer's coming. It's a month later and it's still not in the game. This is like this is close to getting to Friday the Thirteenth levels of broken. And um, the article that I read apparently it's a French developer. And the article that I read was that the publisher wanted to push out this game for the it was the tournament the tennis tournament that came like a month ago what was it um i don't know tennis sorry might have been the, the french open or something like that i don't know yeah i don't know um but they were wanting to push it out to get it done then and the developer was like well, we're not even close to being done with this game and they shipped it anyway and a developer like i think the head developer of the game himself said this game is 20 percent complete Wow. Ouch. Yeah. Also, so, launching can, in the same month as Mario Tennis, probably not a great idea. Yeah, this this launched late Mar- uh, May of this year, and I just now reviewed it in July, and it's still broken, and there is no multiplayer. It's ne- Has it ever been patched? Like, have you ever got an update for it? Nope. Yeah. Yeah. As far as, far as I know, <sighs> it's hard to find patch, patch updates. Uh, list on Xbox. It is, but you can, I mean, you would still know, like, when you boot it up, did it update itself or something? As far as I know, I have not seen an update for this game. I don't, I think they just dropped everything on it. I don't think, I don't, it's ever going to get a patch. Yeah. That's disappointing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, there's plenty of other tennis games out there that you can play. Um... I don't know that that's a true statement. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, I mean, I think that's the reason why this game was pushed at all, was that it was like one there, of the few. Is there another tennis game on well, Sega doesn't do one anymore. Xbox or PlayStation? Was the, was the last, when was the last Top Spin game? <laughs> <laughs> uh, like a long time ago, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, like I a, thought I heard they were developing another they virtual were, tennis or something like that. They were developing a new Top Spin, I thought, but... God knows when that's... I'm going to do a search for any game that has the word tennis in it released in 2018. Well, Mario Tennis is going to be number this one. Is, uh, which, which game is this? Uh... Tennis World Tour. There's AO Tennis. That's another that's, one. Yeah, that's the one I think was the... And that's it. Former Top Spin people, maybe? AO I think, Tennis. I don't know if... It's it doesn't have very good. It's not even out in America. It's only out in Australia. And so, uh, is that the Xbox version? Uh, I'm just looking. So I'm looking at AO International Tennis on PlayStation Network right now. Oh, yep, that's on PlayStation. Uh, it doesn't have very good reviews. <laughs> Don't trust the PlayStation. Uh... No, no, no. I'm looking at like Metacritic. It, it, oh, it, yeah. It, I was gonna say the the it's 31 ratings and it's got four and bit stars. Yeah. Out of five. So unless you have a Switch, you probably don't have a good tennis game to play. <laughs> yeah. It's probably true. If you, you should just go back and play Super Super Tennis anyway. Well, yeah, Super Tennis is the fucking best. I was just about to say, like, hey, if you have a 3DS, just buy the Mario Tennis that's uh, not the new one, but buy the Mario Tennis for the Game Boy Color on it. No, just buy fucking Super Tennis. Isn't Super... Oh, man, Super Tennis wasn't on the Super NES Classic, no. was it? Shit. No. No, but if you do some things with me, hey, you got a shmemulator. I think it's available. I think it's available on the Wii U eShop. I think Super Tennis is there. Let's ta- find out, shall we? I would. I would play Super Tennis over everything. 
Super Tennis is the best tennis game ever made. I don't know if I've ever played Super Tennis. Oh my god, what the hell uh, is wrong with you? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Have... I don't have any interest in tennis. It, it don't I matter. Have, I have well, Super I, Nintendo. Listen, I have Super, Super Tennis sitting in a box in my closet upstairs. And, fucking right. On, my sports game of choice on the Super Nintendo is Super Baseball Simulator 1000. You've, you've not played Super Tennis. You have you played Super Baseball one? I have. 1000? I have. It's no That's, Super does Tennis. Does Super Tennis have magic powers? Motherfucker, nope. Super Tennis is, is it has is, magic is, powers to make you feel awesome because it's, it's a great game. It's a magic power in and of itself when you plug it in the in the Super Nintendo. No, All right, first is, off, the best SNES baseball game is King Griffey Jr. Yeah, it is, that's too. truth. That's truth. Can he throw fire pitches? Motherfucker, don't pitch. King Griffey. Pitch. No, I didn't. Yeah, we know Ken Griffey Jr. I'm talking about anybody that's pitching in that game. Can no, he hit the ball and then it separate into three as it flies through the air? No, no, he doesn't need gimmicks to be good, son. He's King you Griffey Jr. Get that Jr. real life. <laughs> a man is talented in real life. <laughs> it's a video game. I don't care. All right. Uh, so wombat. What'd you play? Yeah. Do you play Super Tennis? I, I think played ain't shit. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I, you know, I spent some time this week um, setting up some shrimulators. Shrimulator. Um, so, uh, but, um, but not actually playing any of them, which was fun. Um, and, uh, and, uh, played, um, uh, a lot more Link Between Worlds. I think I'm almost done with that game. So, um, that's one of the. I think that's probably one of the best underplayed Zelda games. It's a fantastic game. I know a lot of people talk about it, but like I don't think it was around too long. Like digitally, is the only way to get it really now. Until now, they actually I think they got reissued it. Yeah, Link they did. Is, is out on like the the 3ds selects line. Yep, yeah, it's nine for ninety nine now. Yeah, yep, they dropped every, the price. Worth every penny. It's 30, 30 absolutely. In Canada. Uh, it's absolutely worth every penny. It is very, very, very good. And once I finish it, I'm going to go back and play Link to the Past again. So, uh, but yeah, the uh, that game is is really, really good. If you haven't played it, and you have a 3ds. There's no better time to play it than now because it's so cheap. So, yeah, that's Definitely. that's a fantastic game. The, I tell you, the attention to detail for that. When you go to low ru- low rule, yeah, uh, low rule, cast- yeah, castle, the castle there. When the music is playing, you don't realize it, but they're playing something in reverse. That's and awesome. Took it, and they play it in reverse, and it's actually the high rule castle theme in wow, reverse. That's awesome. That's it's fantastic. so cool. It's so I, cool. I get amazed just by little stuff like like how they had to make sure that there was. You know, rocks or a candelabra or a window or something on every wall that they didn't want you to move past. And like, <laughs> I, I play that and I just think, man, think about the QA on, oh. on on a game where you can literally fold yourself up against the wall and walk along every flat wall in the game. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's 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 um, it's the kind of game that I think only Nintendo can make. Is the best way for me to put it. Um, so yeah, it's it's really good. Everybody uh, should uh, play it, and and everybody should look up how they made it because 
if you have a 3DS, you can turn the 3D on. Yep. Um, but you, sh- everyone should look up how those characters and the world is They're all to make that perspective. Yeah, everybody's leaning at an angle. Yeah, it's, just a, it's a weird, like, when they flatten it out and they show it to you from, like, the plane view, like, all the characters are at, like, a 45-degree angle or something. It's really weird. Yeah, it's it's weird. They do, they do um, a really good job, though, of utilizing the 3D perspective. Um, even for bosses, like they do a pretty good job, I think, of utilizing the three D perspective. So there's a there's a section in I want to say a volcano. You're above lava. Yeah, and the three D yep. aspect in that section is fantastic. Yeah, it's um, it's very, it's almost vertigo inducing. So uh, you're playing, you're playing on a three D S. I am. Right? Yep. And you've yep. turned the three D on for it. I have. Yep. Oh, uh, that game is one of the best uses of it. That and I think three uh, D uh, Super Mario three D Land. Like those are like reasons why the 3D exists on those on that console. That is so good. Rosso's or mine is what you're thinking of. Where you're wow, in, the, I would have not been able to pull that name out. <laughs> you're you're in the volcano and uh, you got to fall from platform to platform to get to the bottom. And yeah. uh, it's the sense of height is crazy with the 3D turned on. It's insane. So. Yeah, that game is tremendous. I, I can't recommend it enough. Um, so I've played a lot of that, and uh, as a consequence, have not played much else. My, um, I don't remember that I have talked about, um, though, did I talk about Nintendo Labo on the podcast? No, you did not. I don't think not. I did. You did not. So my son, um, my son was gifted the one Nintendo Labo, like, um, uh, what do you call it, the like the variety set or whatever for his birthday. And then went out with his own money and bought the, um, with his own birthday money and bought the uh, robot set as well. Uh, and, you know, I got to say, those two packages, um, it's really, it, it's, it's hard for me to describe how um, awesome that thing is. Unless you've actually got it in front of you and you've built it and you've seen how it works, um, like the, the engineering that goes into it is insane. And you know the fact that my son, at eight years old, was able to basically by himself build this robot backpack with functioning pistons in the back that get pulled up and down by strings. Um, that have IR reflective tape on the back so that the system knows what's getting pulled up and what's not getting pulled up um, was amazing in and of itself. And then you play the game, and it's really simple, but it just works. Like, you, you, you put both your arms out to the side, and so does the robot, and he takes off and starts flying. Um, you kneel down, and the robot turns into a car, and he starts driving. Um you punch, robot punch, you step, robot steps, all that stuff, right? Um, it's just, it's insane. And I think the coolest thing about it, and the thing that I think probably gets lost on folks our age when we see something like that, is just how proud my son was to have built it, and for it to work the way he expected it to work, um, and just sort of how cool it was. Uh, that was, I think, the coolest part of the whole thing. And what's awesome is it's also built to where you can set it up in, like, sound effect mode. 
And so you can put the switch in the back of the uh, backpack, and you can set it up to make different sound effects, so you can make it sound like you're a robot walking through the house. <laughs> uh, uh, so, like, you can put the backpack on, put the switch in the backpack, and then every time your feet move, because your feet are attached to pulleys too, it goes... Okay, that... As you're walking through the house. Awesome. Um, and then he, he also had it set up to where every time he punched, it made this, like, what the kind of sound <laughs> out of the backpack. <laughs> so, like, that's the, the, the cool kind of stuff that you don't necessarily think about. But it's one of the reasons that... Um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a I don't want to say an underappreciated... Um, oh, no, you can say underappreciated. It's, it's just, like, that's what, you know... To me, I feel like Sony and Microsoft are fighting this big battle over big games and big exclusives and all this AAA stuff. And I don't even feel like... like People talk about how Nintendo fits in that competi- competition. I don't even think they're tr- trying to fit in that competition. Oh, no, absolutely not. They, they have their own thing set out to the side that is purely based on how do we build toys that are fun. Um, and they do it better than anybody. And Labo is the perfect example of that. The, you know, the other one is cool. Um, you know, he built the fishing kit. Uh, which is really neat. The the switch sits up sideways in the cardboard fishing kit, and there's a string in the top, and you can kind of dangle the string and attract a fish and then reel them in. Um, I think we're going to try and build the motorcycle kit today because they've updated Mario Kart, and it will now work with the Nintendo Labo motorcycle kit. Which is awesome. Yeah, that was a really cool idea. It makes me question what else they'll update to use that with. Yep. And it's it's the you know as, as silly as this sounds, the cardboard is of really good quality. Um, so I'm that not, doesn't sound silly at all. I've not, had crappy cardboard before. Yeah, so I'm not I'm not really worried that it's going to you know break or bust apart or anything like that. The instructions are really easy to follow. Um, it's I would definitely recommend it if you have um, kids in the probably seven to ten or twelve range. Um, it's it's really, really awesome. So, and I find it funny that people are like, you're paying so much for cardboard, except that, like you said, the amount of work that's gone into that, like, I saw it and went, oh, wow, that's really interesting. And then I think it was the piano I got to see the inside of early on. And I was like, wow, that's a lot. And I'm wondering, uh, with the amount of IR tape that they have, um, I'm wondering if they're... Because I think the way the um, uh, the Joy Cons work is that it has an actual IR light in it, and then I'm assuming a sensor. Um, and I, back when the Wii first came out, there was a guy. Um, I want to say his name was uh, Johnny Chung Lee. I could be wrong. He was a he's an engineer for um, Mitsubishi, I believe who had or at the time he was and he had figured out that you could use the Wii uh the um Wii remote as a uh device that you could hook up to your computer and use it to be your IR camera so you could make uh any projector a touchscreen projector using a uh infrared light pen and stuff and uh he figured out that you could use reflective tape and have it read on the Wii 
Um, it was by having the uh, Wii Remote above the sensor bar. Yeah. Stuff that it just reminds me of that early sort of uh, hacking of the Wii uh, that they've kind of used that uh, those ideas and have made a product that uses all those little functions of very basic technology to right. make it something far bigger. I yeah. know, I, I, as someone who I don't have a Switch, and as someone who's 26, um, I don't think it would be for me. But at the same time, I'm kind of just interested in seeing how it works. If I were to get a Switch, I'd probably buy the not the robot kit, but the uh, the random small yeah. ones, just to see how they've done it and see if there's other ways to kind of use that. Yeah, to one make of the other things. One of the one of the other neat things on the um, the robot kit is there's these. Um, just speaking of IR tape, there's these screws that you can build. They look like big giant screws. It almost and it, you know this is right up my alley. The screws almost look like something out of Mega Man Legends. Like they're kind of those boxy yeah. screws, okay, uh, he- uh, hexagonal screws, and um, they have IR tape um, along the bottom, but it's in sort of almost like a, a spoke pattern, and you can put them in the side of the robot backpack, and uh, when you're customizing the robot, you turn the screw and it changes some of the options in the customization. Um, because it reads the tape turning and knows is... that you're turning the screw. <laughs> I wow, it's really it's really cool. I can't um, again. I can't. You know, I could spend uh, a lot of time talking about just how much stuff they've done, like how impressive it is that they were able to do what they've done with cardboard and a couple Joy Cons. Um, so yeah, it's it's neat for sure. And um, yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, the game is. There's not much to the actual robot game, um, but it's enough to, to you know to show off the you know the the stuff that you built and to uh, enjoy smashing buildings and stuff. And I'm sure they will end up just like they did with Mario Kart, supporting this stuff in different ways as well. So I'd love to see that that kit be used for a new Chibi Robo game, where instead of gigantic, you're tiny. There you go. They should just allow you to do dances in Fortnite. <laughs> so, anyway, I just I couldn't remember if I had talked about that before. So, um, it's definitely uh, it was definitely it's definitely been a cool addition to the house. Yeah, I've always been very interested in what that thing was. I just couldn't bring myself to spend the crazy money on it. Yeah. So that's cool. Uh, anything else? Nope. That's it. Alright, like Drew, I played a lot of nothing. Um, I've finished Nier five times? Yeah, five, well, you only have to finish Yeah, you only have to do the the last chapter, technically, three times, but with two different decisions kind of thing. Yeah, because the second because ending D moves into ending E or ending. If you C answer the questions, ending. if you answer yeah. the questions properly, yes, and then you have to beat the mini game and. God, that game's great. That game is fucking crazy. Uh, also, I want. I just wanted to get to the point because I know Microsoft has always been super closed on achievements, and you know you can oh. open the shop at the end. To, yeah. That shit works. Wow. I was like, holy cow, okay. 
So I went and I bought one. They're super expensive, obviously. You buy one, you don't save, you exit out, you go and buy another because it saves to your profile. Yeah, I mean, you can It's do... not fun. It's not fun if you do that. I didn't. I just know that you can. No, I just wanted to see if it worked. So I did have, I happened to have like 50,000 credits on me. So I bought one just to see if it would work. And it, sure enough, it popped right up. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> but, um... God damn, that game is so good, and, and Drew, that's another game you need on your list to play at some point. It's just... Also, I had forgotten the nod to the first game that happens towards the end of Ending Sea. I... You go somewhere... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. In the white world, right? Yeah, yeah, in the, yeah, in the okay. broken city, yeah, you go... I was going to say, because I was like, because like, that's where you can uh, read all yes, the you documents. Yes, you can read right? all the documents about... I was wondering if you are talking about the characters. I'm like, that happens... No, 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 this is way at the end, yeah, this... Yeah, no, I remember that part. Yeah, that part was really neat. Um, that game... Man, that game is so good. That game is so good. And I... It's it's weird because it's one of those games where I'm like, you'll get way more out of it if you play near, but I won't recommend that you play near at all. I don't know, near's fine. It's uh, near's fine in story, but near's a little janky. It's sure, think. it's it's a little janky, but it's. I mean, I played it. I guess it was about a year and a half ago. Oh, you went back and played it. Yeah, because I, I, you know, near Automata was coming out. I'm like, well, I've never played this, so I'm gonna go play it. Um. And I played, I never finished it, I played about, I don't know, four or five hours of it. And I'm like, you know, this. I mean, there's some really barren parts of this game, but let's be fair, there's a lot of barren parts in Automata too, if you don't, if you don't do any, if you're just running through it, kind of like I was, but, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, think, I, think it fits, I think it fits the world a bit more in Automata though, than it does in the original Nier. Oh, sure, sure, because the first one takes place so much earlier yeah. than the second one but no but, I mean it's... They, they are, it's it's weird because it's a game that uh, Automata that is uh, where it's it's definitely a sequel but it's also its own game enough where that it really only helps uh, you get more if you played the first game but you don't need the first game at all to play Automata no it's it's really just a couple of nods here and there and then, of course, that sequence towards the end where you can read up on all the stuff that happened in the first game. And all it's that. kind of like I wouldn't suggest playing Drakengard to play Nier. No, no, no. Drakengard's not a very good game. No. Um, I own them all. Because I, I, I have apparently terrible decision-making skills. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I just watched the ending that connects to Nier online because it's far more fun that way. Yeah. Uh, I managed to sink another, at, at this point, 20 hours into Automata after having already done more than that. Just uh, doing side quests? And, no, 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 just playing it again. Uh, oh, Because okay. I, I started a new game on Xbox One, and I have now sank 20 hours into that version. Okay, right, yeah. So it's like, good God. I thought you meant 20 hours on top of what you played on Xbox One. Oh, no, 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 no. I've sank 20 hours like, totally into Xbox One, and I will probably, now that I've got Chapter Select unlocked, I'll probably go back and toy around. So. That's a. That's a good game. Buy that game. Buy that game. Play that game. It's, uh. It's something unique in a world of a lot of samey stuff sometimes. 
Yeah, and it's it's it. You know, playing through it again, you realize how much that first ending is really not even like. No. Like, if that's all you did was finish ending A, like you didn't even really play that game. Yeah i i had a I had a little spat with someone who was like, you played ending A. And refuse to go through, like, I don't really like this game. Like, did you finish ending A? And they're like, yeah, I don't really want to play more. And I'm like, maybe you want to play more, because that game doesn't, it's not for me. I'm like, all right, then you can't tell me this is a bad game. You can say you don't like it, but, like, I don't get up halfway through a movie and go, this a movie that's not revealed all of its secrets yet anyways i mean there's bad movies that are very quickly bad but like if you made it through the first segment you obviously enjoyed the game enough to keep playing because that's the longest part i will i will say that ending b feels like it's a little too long still like that is the most uninteresting part of that game is the B route, and it's not. It's not. Uh, it doesn't. It takes too long to get to the, the the parts that are different. Yeah, because there's so much of it that's the same, and it yeah. sucks because I actually prefer playing as that character. Oh, for sure. But the hacking skill. Is yeah, I just don't like having to play the same game again with very few differences. Now, Route C, yes, that's where the that's... shit's at. That that version is the bomb. Oh, but no, I play a little let bit. Me, let me ask you this: uh, Does they have do they have a text adventure dungeon in this one? There is text adventure pieces if you go down certain paths. Okay. There's a whole there's a there's a super hard optional boss. Did you do that, Ken? No, I haven't. I haven't that? done that yet. But yeah, part of his boss fight is a text adventure. Uh, okay. okay. Yeah, I have to play this game. Yeah, it is. I I like the original near, but we're like, man, the combat could be better. Well, here you go. Yeah. Also, I I started doing two uh, B's um, underground fight ring. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm up to level sixty. I That's need, something I haven't done yet. Uh, I want to do those because there's three separate ones. There's three separate underground fight rings. And, um. The, the fact that the character is so customizable, and not only the weapons, but all the little chips. The plug-in chips are the best thing about that fucking uh, game. Yeah, put in put in overdrive as soon as you can. Put in is it overdrive? Uh, the yeah. one the what what are you trying to? It do? turns it into witch time, basically. Oh yeah 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 yeah. It's yeah. overdrive. Yeah, get that and turn it into bayonetta. Yeah, like that's basically what happens. Also, it turns I the combat into Bayonetta's <laughs> combat. I mean, it's platinum games, so I absolutely surprised. despise the fact that it takes so long to get the auto pickup items Ugh. because having yeah. to stop and press the B button to pick up the items is a pain in the ass. And once I got that chip, I'm like socketing that son of a bitch in. One of my weirdest uh, the um, rooftop battle that's the completely optional side quests about the guy that keeps building himself better bodies. Yes. That's one of my favorites, just because some of those battles last way too long because he just has way too much hit points. Yeah, like the final battle lasts way too long. Like, I was going to play Overwatch, and I managed to get <laughs> into the that battle, and somebody texted me, and like 20 minutes later, I'm like, I, I, I gotta, I gotta finish, it's like, there's no save point, this battle's very long. Um, the last battle, 
the elevator. Oh, the elevator oh, where you're switching back and forth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Like, that battle is like 25 minutes long. I also want to uh, say that the English voice acting in Nier Automata is way better than I expected it to be. Yeah. Um, only because I figured this was where they weren't going to put some, as much money in. Because I really like the English voice acting in Final Fantasy XV. I know some people hated it. But uh, the guy that plays 9S is, was fantastic. Yeah, especially towards the end. Oh, I haven't. I have never felt somebody be angry before through voice acting. It usually feels very forced, and that just felt very real for an android, which is weird to say. Yep, it's cool that this game gets a second chance, and I hope at some point they figure out a way to get it on Switch because I think everybody should play it. Absolutely. Um, as always, I played a lot of indie games this week. I played a game called Switch or Die Trying. Is it on Switch? Uh, actually, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> um, you play as 50 Cent? What? Do you play as 50 Cent? <laughs> no, but I did hit that big-ass <laughs> ramp, Fitty. Um, this game is like... It's just a little platformer where you can switch between sizes, and like switching between sizes gives you like an extra jump. So it's kind of like a Meat Boy setup where there's a level, you got to figure out how to get to the end, you got a timer... Faster you get there. You're talking about this already makes me feel like you're not into it. No, I I really wasn't. Like it's like there are better games out there for things like this, like Super Meat Boy. Um, It just this just really do anything for me. Um, I play a game called Wheel Spin Crazy, which is like a top-down racer in the vein of like old school. um, Oh God, what was the name of that game? Fucking NES game, RC Pro Am. That kind oh, okay. of top-down mm-hmm. racing. I'm say rock and roll racing. N- no, oh, uh, rock and roll racing. Everything everybody has said is so much better than wheel spin crazy or wheel spin crazy because oh, no. it's not. It's not very good. <laughs> rock and roll. You just roll. Best games of all time. Well, yeah, that's that's true. Um, the Darwin Project also went free to play on Xbox One, so I downloaded it. Didn't it go free to play a long time ago? On PC, but it just now um, went free to play well, on Xbox One. That's so, kind of shitty, alright. Uh, you can download that, play it for free. That game is weird. Um, again, I'm not huge into the Battle Royale games, but... It's only like eight people, isn't it? Uh, it's either six or eight, I can't remember. Um, but it's, like, what's cool about that game is, like, the announcer part, the spe- the uh, the director... Like, after you reach a certain level, you can opt to be the director where they change the environment and stuff. I think that's a cool twist. Which I think is what they were trying to kind of show the like the aspect of when they did the shout casting for it on stage. Yeah, but they didn't explain that that was somebody actually doing that. So. Yeah. <laughs> that's the cool hook to that game, and hopefully now that it's free to play, more people will get in there and play. Because it seems like I it has it. A, a neat... It seems like it has a neat idea, it just doesn't seem all that interesting um god I tried to play what the box which is a a, I don't even know if this makes any sense but it's like a online multiplayer shooter where everybody's a box and the only weapon sounds like somebody didn't want to make actual models for well the the hook to the game is that every map is just a bunch of boxes and you don't know who's real and who's not so you can like just sit there as All a right. box and wait for somebody to walk by. All your weapon is a box cutter. 
obviously. Um, huh. And you can just sit there and wait, or you can just go full bore and you know try to. Kill oh, everybody. I'm looking it up. Yeah, yeah. I mean. It's, right. a, it's neat. It's a neat idea. Unfortunately, I tried to play it four or five times, and a lot of those times I just kept getting kicked back out to the lobby. It seems like something made for YouTubers. Yeah, Twitch people. Yeah. I mean, I like the aspect of it. It just reminds me of the um, that the ring from the Dark Souls games, where you can just blend in with the environment when you get invaded. Or Assassin's Creed multiplayer. Remember Assassin's Creed? Oh, multiplayer? Yeah. yes. That was a cool idea. That was a cool idea. Uh, also, they released the 2.0 update to Onrush. Uh, I checked that out. Uh, there's a lot of new cosmetic items. Uh, they also shortened the uh, respawn time when you get uh, taken out. It used to be five seconds, now it's three. Uh, and I know if you've played that game, you know that makes a huge difference to get back into the race because it used to feel like it just took forever to get back into the race, but now you know it's it feels a lot better. Um, that game is still cool. I really I really enjoy Onrush. I think it's a it's a really neat game. Uh, I hope it I hope it does well. Um. Red Faction Guerrilla Remastered Edition. Um, I do love the fact that they are sticking with it of shitty remastered names. War Mastered Definitive. Definitive and yeah. And Remastered. Remastered. Now, I am disappointed they didn't do ones for DeBlob and DeBlob 2, but... I mean, what are you, you going to do there? Uh, they didn't seem to put as much work into those either. Like, Red Faction Guerrilla actually has, like, a uh, an X and a Pro mode. Oh, really? So you can switch between frame rate and uh, resolu- uh, resolution. I want, as many, I want as many breakable things on screen at once. Well, that, that's all the same, regardless of which version you choose. It's either it's running in 4K or it's running at trying to run at 60 FPS, which it holds most of the time. Um... But the thing about I'll say about that game is as soon as you play it, you're like, okay, I remember this. This is super cool. I love the destruction. Also, holy hell, yeah, this is a 360 game. Um, there's just a well, lot of... Yeah, there's a lot of simplicity to the open world. Um, there's definitely not a lot of people roaming around that world, which I guess makes sense on Mars. It's Mars. But, you know, it's also Mars with fucking factories. So, you know, it's a video game, whatever. Um, the world feels small, even though it's kind of not. It feels claustrophobic, which is obviously a technical limitation of the system, on top of the fact that everything in the fucking game is destructible, which is still impressive to this day. I always remember that game feeling... Uh, not that I... Um, not that I'm saying, like, oh, I'm right... Uh, I remember that game feeling, in comparison to Saints Row 2, feeling like it wasn't as much. And I realized it's because of everything being destructible. It's just, I, like, if you look at the world of Saints Row 2, um, which is huge, and had a lot of people on the streets and buildings you could walk into and everything, I remember playing Red Faction going like, ah, this isn't for me. Except it's, for the breaking stuff points. It's, it's a, so it's I'm not a, surprised. It's essentially a a destruction simulator. That's what it is, and that's why people have a fond memory of it. Like, you'll hear people talk about Red Faction Guerrilla, but you won't hear very many people talk about Red Faction Armageddon. And that's because Armageddon li- limited the destruction 
and made it more of like a story based kind of game. And, yeah, it was linear in the caves. So yeah, sure. and nobody cared about that game. They cared about Gorilla because you could just literally take your fucking ostrich hammer and break everything. <laughs> and, and, and to stand up for Armageddon, which I kind of hope gets its own remaster, but I doubt it will, um, the effects of breaking stuff in that game were far better, but they also didn't have to be an open world. So Yeah, it's... I don't know. Yeah, Gorilla's still a good game. Disintegration... Gorilla's still a very good game. I just don't... it's and it's cheap. It's what is it? Twenty bucks in the states to get a disc copy of it. Nah, nah. it was thirty bucks in Canada to get a disc the remastered copy. edition. Yeah, I thought it was more than that. Uh, was it? Maybe it was a pricing error. But one second, well, I was gonna say I swear it's more than that over here. I think it's at least thirty. Uh... I don't remember if it was. Uh... 20 bucks because 20 bucks seems pretty cheap I'm you see uh, yeah I'm looking at copy right now uh, my local micro play uh, so it's just just to give you context Jurassic World Evolution 80 bucks Red Faction Gorilla is 29.99 it's 29.99 here wow so it's cheaper in Canada technically yep I'm looking at it on GameStop.com Red Faction Gorilla Remastered 29.99 was uh, the Blob two twenty nine ninety nine? Oh hell, I don't. The only reason why I ask is because I'm wondering if that's just uh, THQ Nordic's thing. Then because I know the first the Blob was twenty bucks when it came out, and the second one was thirty. I I don't know, but it, it they're a weird point, publisher. Yeah, if I look it up now, it's not going to be that price, but yeah. I I don't know. Um, and of course I play a lot of Overwatch because I always play a lot of Overwatch. Whatever. All right, Overwatch minute time, Drew. Did you do your placement matches, Drew? Sure did. I had my lowest. It was my worst one. Uh, it wasn't my worst one, but it was definitely low. I was I was silver, high silver, but still silver. Oh, I'm low silver. Uh, I finished at eighteen sixty three. Eighteen seventeen, something like that for me. Yeah, it's. It, I went three and seven. I got. I. St- I got stuck with some real bad teams. <laughs> I did, I did too, and that's the thing is, like, I mean, obviously the placement matches don't mean shit. No, no. I The problem is, is I'm stuck in low silver, and I will stay there because the people I get paired with are jokes. Yeah, I'm I'm getting really bad matches. Um, they're pairing me against people who are really good and pairing me with people who just do not play that game right. Yeah. So it's been frustrating, but yeah, I did mine. Um I guess I'm eventually just going to get my Junkrat Golden Gun, because that's I guess that's what I'm doing. Um, when you does have, uh, Wrecking Golden? Ball... What's that? You have any Golden Guns? No, this is uh, this is only my third time playing competitive season. Ah, I got you. Yeah, no, nah, I've, I've got two. I've got Moira's and Lucio's. Yeah. I, when I, does Wrecking Ball come out? They haven't said. He's in the PTR, so I'm assuming by the end of summer. I might pick up Overwatch at that point. <laughs> I'll be interested to see how he changes the meta. Because right now, Brigitte is still broken. I think they really need to fix her. Because if you get I don't in... See how, I don't see how they can. There's got to be something, Drew. Because if you get into a competitive match and the team you're playing against has a Brigitte and they know how to play her, you automatically lose. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's the thing. It's like, But how do you, how do you stop that? Because Brigitte can disrupt everything. Yeah, and and that's it's... the problem. <laughs> yeah. They, they, they've got to do know, something... 
I just wish I knew what it was, because like a lot of people felt Moira was broken when she came in, and truthfully she was, because nobody knew how to counter her. But now that people have figured out how to counter her, she's not really broken. Unfortunately, with Brigitte, nobody can really counter that. Yeah, it I, sucks. It, it has to be like it would have to be some kind of a flanker, but even then, the flankers don't have that much health. So, and they and sometimes they don't do a lot of damage. And like as soon as she takes one hit, she's. I don't think there's anything that can one hit her. So as no. soon as she realizes you hit her, she turns around, she gets her armor back, and she blocks your shots. And it's like, God, like there's nothing. God, it's frustrating to play against her. Yeah, it is. I know. Uh, but, yeah. All right, let's talk about what is coming out this week. Uh, I got my normal updated list of like indie games coming this week, and holy shit, there's a lot. Uh, but uh, we'll just run through this. Twenty uh, XX. Remember that game? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, it's coming to consoles this week, version 1.0. Who's typing? Yeah, Sorry. that's really, really loud. Yeah, let's, 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 I can't, let's, let's stop typing. Uh, 20XX right. is coming to consoles this week, version 1.0. So you can play that. Uh, Black Sea Odyssey is coming to the PlayStation 4. That's a weird game. Uh, Defiance 2050. Remember Defiance? Yeah. That game's yeah. coming back. Are they bringing the television show back, too? I don't know. Highly doubt that. So, yeah. That's be free to play, uh, obviously, with some packages that you can buy. Excuse me. I have to sneeze. Uh, Holy Potatoes Weapon Shop. That's the name of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hotel Transylvania 3 Monsters Overboard. Excuse me, Insane Robots. Because, you know, Sane Robots, whatever. Ain't nobody care about that. Nah. MXGP Pro. That's a motorcycle game. Boy. Uh, Thank you for explaining that. No problem. Shining Resonance Refrain. New game in the Shining series. Yep, I've actually been playing that for a few weeks. I just haven't been able to talk about it. Can you talk Uh, about it now? Nope. It's out on Tuesday. Uh, the Spectrum Retreat, which I don't know if you've seen like the cover of this game, Drew, but it looks like Zenyatta in a tuxedo. It's kind of funny. Okay. Uh, Super Destro Not DX. I don't know what that is. Uh, Earthfall. Destro, as in like. Not like G- yeah, like I've got it. I've got it. It is. It looks like Space Invaders. Okay. And when I say that, I mean it is Space Invaders. Okay. Uh, Earthfall, which I'm actually kind of interested in. It looks like an alien version of Left 4 Dead. So I might check that out. Oh, that's kind of... Yeah, those are some creepy looking things. Uh, Owlboy Limited Edition. Oh, uh, that's the um, super big box set from Fangamer. Because the physical version's been sitting on shelves. It comes in like, like a box that looks like a book. Isn't it like $80? Oh, yeah, it's expensive. Yeah, no, thank you. Uh, Chicken Assassin Reloaded. Because, I okay. mean, why not? Right. Uh, come on, I clicked you. Let's, let's move along, please. 
Ghost 1.0. Okay. I don't, I don't know what that is. Uh, Warhammer Vermintide 2, which I checked out the beta of that this weekend. That game, and? That game is rad. <laughs> well, the first one was rad. Yeah, this one's rad-er. Nice. Uh, so to just... I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. No, no, this is this is relevant to the conversation. I was just about to say what Ghost 1.0 is. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, okay. So Ghost 1.0 is a Metroidvania. Um, it You play as a robot uh, on a space station. It looks pretty neat, actually. I'm surprised that the... Uh, the quality of the graphics and everything with a name that's that generic. Does it, it looks have like any, you have a, does it have any sorry? roguelike elements? Because uh, video games. No, but it looks like it has a ton of power ups and weapons and upgrades. Um, you have as you have, uh, upgrades. You have as many as you can collect. The upgrades are passive, so they work without needing any special controls. They don't run out or out or deactivate. Um, we're just going to quickly see. There's 200 rooms have secrets in them that can be revealed by performing a specific action. If you find a secret, you're rewarded with a small permanent power-up that will make your character more powerful. Uh, map, there's around 300 rooms. The story is not to save the world, but rather go on an intriguing journey route with humor. Game modes, there's two game modes. There's Classic and Survival. Classic is similar to a Metroidvania. Uh, survival is crazier as you get stuff much faster, and you'll soon turn into a killing machine, but you lose everything when you die. So there's the roguelike element that's totally optional. Fuck! Off. Well, hey, you can just play in classic mode, and it works just like normal. Uh, but back so, to no, go ahead. Vermintide. Yes, you said you played the beta. Of that didn't I receive that for free on Xbox? No, the first one was on uh, the first. It in, it's in game. It's in. It's the. Isn't it going to be in Game Pass? Didn't the I hear that? The second one will be in Game Pass. Yes, but Drew is referring to Games with Gold. That was the first one. Yeah, that was the that first Vermin first time. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Which so, is excellent. You should play it. Yeah. The second one is even better, and holy shit, I played it on X. God damn. That's a good-looking game. <laughs> I'm glad to see that that game had the success level that it had, because I really enjoyed the first one. Yeah. That, uh, that game's pretty rad. Uh, Gekido Kentaro's Revenge is coming to Xbox this week. I think that launched on PS4 a while back. That's like a side-scrolling beat-em-up anime style kind of thing. Anime style. Anime style. Apparently uh, I bought Ghost Point, uh, 1.0 in 2016. <laughs> you own the game, and here we are trying to figure out what it is. <laughs> I was like, I was like, yeah, this looks pretty good. I'll buy it on Steam. It's like this is already in your library. I'm like, what? What the fuck, man? <laughs> uh, there's a lot of uh, indie games coming to the Switch this week, as is every week. Uh, Rento Fortune, which is essentially like Ghetto Monopoly, I think it's the best way <laughs> to describe that thing. You gentrify uh, neighborhoods? No, no, no. It's like. Oh, uh, no, no, not like no. It's literally like it's the same board layout. It's just like fake names and stuff. It's uh, <laughs> uh, another world is coming to the Switch. Okay. Uh, that game once, that game a thousand times because it's on everything. Pato box, Pato box, uh, bomber crew. That's also going to be in Game Pass day one. Uh, hunting simulator. 
Muddle Dash. Muddle Dash. Muddle Dash. Muddle 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 Dash. Uh, Never Out. The Lions Song. Uh, Neo Geo the Super Spy. Phil Apics Phil's Epic Adventure. That's alright. That's an okay game. Uh, Johnny Turbo's Arcade's Express Raider. Radio Hammer Station. Can't touch this. <laughs> Star Story The Horizon Escape. Uh, Super Volley Blast. And the Switch actually has the biggest releases this week, believe it or not. Octopath Traveler and Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. Is the Captain Toad Treasure Tracker coming out on 3DS later in the year? Uh, I will check 3DS in a minute, but just back to Octopath Traveler. I checked out the demo. That game is very cool. I just do not have time to play that game right now. Um, I looked up Radio Hammer Station because with a name like that, I had no idea what it was going to be. It looks like a beat-em-up where you play as a girl with a gigantic hammer, um, so you know it's Japanese, and then you can knock back things by swinging the hammer at the right time. So like, there's like a boss fight against a giant android where you have to swing at the right time against the missiles to knock them back. It actually looks kind of interesting. Um, to answer your question, Captain Toad does launch on 3DS this week as well. Oh. Alright, let's talk about the PC games of the week. Apparently there's a group of games coming out this week in the Couple series. There's Animal Couple, Bird Couple, Berry Couple, Butterfly Couple. Wow. Berry Couple? Berry. Like a, yeah, like Strawberry. Berry Couple. Oh, wow. These are so high. Uh, there's also they're match a... games, everybody. They're match games. They're really shitty match games. There is a game called Bug Splat. Um, there's a game coming out called The Chronicles of Quiver Dick. <laughs> <laughs> that might be my favorite one so far. Oh, wow. Of all the times uh, we've done this, that might be my favorite. The Chronicles of Quiver okay, Dick. Okay, <laughs> The Chronicles of Quiver Dick is a crude comedy RPG that has one goal and one goal only to make you laugh. Play as Quiver Dick. A legendary storyteller and former badass as he embarks on one of many downright crazy and entirely messed up adventures. It's an RPG Maker game, but uh, I appreciate the name. <laughs> that is weird. There's also a game coming out this week called Homo Flimsy. <laughs> um, Stop reading. Little, little Pizza Boys. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with Steam? That's what I want to know. Uh, also, I forgot to I forgot to say, Danger Zone Two is dropping this week. If you remember, Danger Zone was the uh, X Criterion guys trying to make a burnout again. Yep. So now they're Tried. now yep. they're trying to release a sequel to that game that wasn't very good. <laughs> oh, that's out this week. Uh, let's talk about news. Hey, did you all know Dark Siders Three is coming out this year? <laughs> I'm serious. Mm. Yeah, I, I, mean, I did. I remember them saying something like that. Yeah, yeah that game was, uh, the launch date was outed this week. It's coming out November 7th, I believe. Oh, that's a little, I figured it would have been later, like in December. I guess that wouldn't be a good time to release it, but. Yeah, so. Damn, that's. 
that game's supposedly <laughs> coming out this year. That's uh, that's kind of fucking crazy. Because we haven't seen that game in like a year and a half. I have I have faith. I don't know how much faith, but I have faith. God, I hope that game good. is good. I hope so too. Uh, let's see. A lot of anime games were announced this week because uh, Anime Expo was going on. Um, what is it? RPG Maker MV or something? Yeah. That was announced. Uh, Kill it's La the Kill. Same one that's been on uh, PC forever. Yep. Kill La that's Kill PX. game is coming to PS4 and Switch, I think. Uh, genre swapping RPG Death End uh, Request. It's coming to the West. Yakuza Kiwami 2 demo. Yakuza Kiwami 2 demo is out now. So you can download that for free. Or you can just buy the game when it comes out because it's going to be good. Uh, Warframe is coming to the Switch. Does anybody play Warframe? I dabbled in it a few times. It's a really good game, but for some reason I can never just like get into it. Okay. So it's what uh do you remember a game called Dark Sector? Yeah. The... That's what this that Dark Sector was originally designed to be Warframe and then they moved development to turn it into Dark Sector and this is basically what Dark Sector was always supposed to be it was supposed to be an Unreal Tournament spin-off where the main character wore a suit that he inevitably wears in uh, Dark Sector. That's what the first design is you see in Warframe. Dark it's Sector. really weird developments. D- Dark Sector is like a Gears of War clone. Mm-hmm. Is Dark Sector the one with like the glaive? Yeah, yes. the glaive. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah but if you uh, the original the original design, like they, they released a video of what was supposed to be Dark Sector and was like um, three uh, it was a third person um, Unreal Tournament spinoff, and the character was in the suit that it's at the end of Dark Sector, which is also in Warframe. Warframe's basically what Dark Sector was originally designed to be before it turned into the Gears of War clone. Alright. Well, it's a I weird mean, development. It's the same studio. It's, yeah, it's Digital Extremes. Yeah. I mean, Warframe is, is a great playing game. Like, it feels good to play. Uh, there's a lot of content in it, it's all free. Um, that's a good game. It is. They tried to. Um, they're trying to make it into a Destiny kind of game. Yeah, they had now. the tower, not the tower. That's Destiny. Yeah, they had some sort of tower equivalent. Though. Well, it's like an open world. Like they've the big update. I think like less than a year ago was like a like an actual world you can land on and like walk around and do quests for NPCs and stuff. Like it's, and I think they're on their third. Single player expansion for that now, so yeah. I mean, it's all free. I mean, you can download it on every fucking thing, including Switch now when it launches later this year. But if you like swords and guns, yeah, it's swords and guns. It's a fun game. Uh, Dead Island Two is confirmed to still be in development. I don't believe that. <laughs> if you listen closely, you can hear the defibrillator start up. <laughs> Clear. <laughs> Uh, That's all I said. That was it. I mean, it, 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 the Twitter account for Dead Island Two tweeted this week, and then Deep Silver confirmed that the game is still in development. Who is it now? Who, who's left? Yeah, 
I, I know the last know. time we checked, it was um, guys to do Sonic Racing. Um, oh, Sumo Digital. Su- Sumo Digital was doing it. I'm gonna be surprised if they were gone and somebody else is doing it well, now. Well, Sumo's all on Crackdown Three now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, and they're also doing Sonic uh, Team geez. Racing. Yeah. So I doubt they're working on this, but I don't fucking know. I think it's just Drew working on it. Well, it's taking a really long time. Well, I, it's your first game, so you know, take your time. Yeah. It's gonna. It's. I feel bad for whatever development team ends up being the one that does that, because I feel like they're gonna be stuck having to be too much like the original Dead Islands to be their own thing, and inevitably be compared to uh, Dying Light and Techland, who made the first two. So, it's a really shitty place to be in. Talim was confirmed for Soul Calibur 6. Okay. So there's that. I'm excited for Soul Calibur 6. Yeah, it's releasing at a very bad time, but... Did you see the the giant RB sculpture of Nightmare? I did. I think it was cool. It was awesome. Yeah, I feel bad. Awesome. Soul Calibur 6 is launching in October, which is the month you do not want to launch a video game this year. Yeah, but I'll still play it. I'll still buy it and play it. Oh no, I will too. I like two of the my most two my two most anticipated games for October are Mega Man 11 and Soul Calibur 6, which is two games that nobody else yep. cares about. <laughs> those are uh, those, those are the two months. games that I have pre-ordered for October. So, uh, let's see. Uh, <clears throat> oh no, mine is uh, my my my. So it's it's Soul Calibur and uh, Fist of the North Star for me. I mean, I will obviously buy Red Dead Redemption too. I was about to say yeah. Red Dead Redemption. I think we're all. That's I, a given. Was... Yeah. That's a given. Fist Drew. of the North Star, though, made by the Yakuza guys. Come on. I don't know. I've played a bunch of those. Fist I don't of care the North about Star. Fist of the North Star. No, no, but it's the Yakuza team making a Yakuza game where you're hey. just playing as. Hey, Fist I don't of the care North about. Star. I don't care about Yakuza either. <laughs> Speaking of don't, speaking of not caring about Yakuza, Shinmu One and Two release date was confirmed for oh, August. <laughs> Why are we talking about games that are better than Yakuza? Uh, wow! No, wow. Well, no, dude, no, no, no. Okay, no. I don't care about The Witcher. No, no, there no, you no, go. Fine. no, 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 no. Your enjoyment doesn't affect my enjoyment. <laughs> God damn it! He broke the troll. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mentioned, I, I tweeted about the release date on Twitter the other day. Man, people get really mad and sensitive about Shimu. <laughs> I, I question if it's people, again, I, I've said it before, I question if it's people that have actually played Shenmue, or people who have, th- have been told that Shenmue is amazing. Because if you've played Shenmue, sure, whatever. It's. It, it, I hope you enjoy this, I hope it lives up to your expectations. But if you haven't played Shenmue, boy, are you going to be disappointed. Uh, Mega Man 11 uh, introduced a new a new boss. It's Blast Man. Blast Man. Blast Man. Which is weird because there was a Blast Man in the um, Battle Network series. That's not a real Mega Man game. You can get out of here. That's fine. You're wrong. It's not. It's also very close to Burst Man from uh, 7. Yeah. Blast Man was originally like just the new fire type in Battle Network 6. And most of the time the Battle Network games sort of aped, like, the characters from the old ones and, like, made it in the new style. So it's weird that they 
took the name from a Battle Network character and doesn't look anything alike. Speaking of Mega Man, did anybody hear about what they're doing to X? No. In the new collection? No. So if you don't know the history... Oh, yes! If you don't know the history behind the bosses in Mega Man X... Oh, yes, I did Six, right? Yeah, they were all kind of named after... In the American translation, they were all named after the Guns N' Roses... It's five, isn't it? Is it, I thought it was X5. Is it X5? Yeah. Okay. So they were all named after Guns N' Roses band members, uh, vaguely. Uh, for the re-release, for the X collection, they're going back to the original Japanese uh, names for the Mavericks. So no more Duff McWhalen. I'm sorry. No that was Duff the only McWhalen. one that was good. Yeah. <laughs> No more Axel the Red. No more no. Axel the Red. Makes me sad. Also, it's your uh, weekly reminder that uh, Spider-Man is only two months away. Oh, God. I cannot, oh, God. I cannot believe I that game. about that. I cannot believe that game is only two months away. That is fucking crazy. Uh, do, 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 do. I think that's about it for the news this week. I'm just double checking. Yeah, EA is adding a bunch of new games to EA Access, including outing that Dante's Inferno is not going to be backwards compatible because it's coming to the EA Access vault. Wait, it's not going to be? It is going to be. Okay. Is, son! I thought you you said isn't, and I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, He said is now. Oh, It did kind of sound like is not. All right. Anyway, uh, let's do the Twitter. Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. Jeremy wants to know, what are y'all's favorite video game environments? For me, it's hard to beat Super Metroid's starting area when you land. And that is a, a rain effect in that. I'd also uh, argue the beginning of uh, A Link to the Past when it's raining. Yep. Y'all it's just like, like rain. Especially in in that, well, I mean, it. I remember why, like, other games didn't rain. I hate to be like that. It sounds kind of lame, but like, you know, <laughs> the effect is so neat at that time. It's the same when you go into the um, Lost Woods in uh, A Link to the Past, and the cl- the haze and the fog. Like, it's a neat All effect. I can say is that yeah. My life is pretty. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I'm sorry. No, I was gonna say I'll, I'll agree with the the link to the past rain level. Uh, just from to to bring some uh, a recent uh, game into the fold, and not to just be the fanboy for this game, but I, I genuinely think it's awesome. The um, uh, the Toussaint area from Blood and Wine, the Witcher expansion, is ridiculously beautiful. That's the uh, fields of all the flowers and everything, right? Yep, it's it's yeah. basically supposed to look like. Southern France, it's really awesome. I really like the level in the first Halo game. Uh, the first time you you're in the snow area, yeah, and it's like all open world and that big battles happening between the yep. the Marines and the Covenant. Like that area always stuck out to me in that game. I agree. And I I'm I know beat a dead horse. Fucking World of Breath of the Wild is still my favorite open world. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna add in since I, we brought it up a couple weeks ago the um, lightning on the plane stage in Street Fighter Alpha Two. 
Yeah, that's now a good back one. up to the forefront. That's a good one. Uh, my favorite, I mean, some of my favorites is uh, both Rapture and uh, Columbia from uh, Bioshock. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those are good areas. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, I, those. I'm not the biggest fan of the, the gameplay in those games, but they uh, they really set the tone. Yeah, they had a good world building and good storytelling. Yeah. Even if Bioshock Infinite was just roped off <laughs> encounters. Um, how about uh, the Hinterlands in uh, Inquisition? <laughs> that's all you ever did. That's all anybody ever played. Yeah, you never left the Hinterlands. What are you talking about? Um, Actually, one of the coolest parts of that game was when you were in the swamp area, and every time you walked into the water, zombies would come up. Yeah. That was really cool. Even though I'll get some hate for it on this podcast, the train level in, Un- in Uncharted 2 was pretty awesome. I don't... I Visually, it's astounding. I just wish I didn't have to hold up. You know? Yeah. I wish I could have just watched it. But yeah, the, the, the effect of like, him holding on to the small pieces as the train was falling off was really neat. Uh, I also like the uh, boat escape sequence from 3. Yeah, 3 wasn't a good game, but that boat like where it pans out, like that was super cool. Um, I have one from a game that sometimes gets flack. Uh, the Great White from Mad Max. The whole desert. And the fact that, like, there's boats and, and like, these dead, like, skeletons of, like, whales and stuff. And you, you can see how far the water was, was like, has dropped and everything. Because um, you're on the seabed. Like, I love that whole game for the atmosphere of that and then when a storm rolls in um where it's not rain it's just pure wind and dust that's a really neat effect um that's one of my favorite environments i'm also going to add the milkman conspiracy level from psychonauts <laughs> that's actually pretty good i i hey, uh, most most hated environment is central park and along the dark well, yeah, that thing is a pile just of garbage. you just you just circle I, alone in the dark the game. <laughs> that's God. I have nightmares of being stuck in Central Park now. Uh, I really enjoy uh, just thinking of games like Alone in the Dark, except not Alone in the Dark. I really like um, wherever you are is supposed to be in uh, Alan Wake, the little town and everything. Because um, you don't really Bright go Falls. to Bright Falls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I just like the setup of that town, and the, of course, you really don't go too far uh, outside of there. But like the forest and the way everything is set up in that section, uh, you see most of it at night, unfortunately. But um, it's just neat getting to the radio station for the first time and everything. And again, it's somewhat similar to that, although it looks far worse. Um, I really, really like the city uh, town thing that you takes uh takes place in, in deadly premonition um that game is janky as all hell only play the xbox 360 version because the ps3 version and pc version are broken but um there's some really neat little sections of like you know there's the police station and there's the uh hotel and you can actually go into a lot of the buildings and do small little activities and everything. So I just, it feels like even though there's not a lot of people around that there is an actual city there or a town there. I always have to just give credit to the super Mario brothers, three giant world. Oh yeah. Uh, 
Because let's let's be frank, you fr- you flipped the fuck out when you were a kid, and there was a giant ass Goomba. Yep. Giant ass Goomba, Drew. What's your problem? What's your problem with it? <laughs> Goddamn costumes. Goddamn yes. costumes. All right. Um, Mirror's Edge is the last one I'll mention. Is uh, the the first Mirror's Edge in the White City very clean and then the first time you go down into the sewers there was uh the way that was set up was very well done um, that's a really neat thing that they really lost in the second one they the whole um very clean buildings and everything and to see the grimy underground was really neat and they totally lost that aspect in number two Prombag says, been playing Diablo 3 couch co-op with the misses, having a total blast any other modern co-op games we should check out? Unravel 2. Um, any of the, uh, honestly, this is going to sound uh, kind of weird to just two grown adults, but honestly, the Skylanders games are really good co-op games. They are, actually. They're really good. <clears throat> I've heard uh, Overcooked is a yep. great couch co-op game. Overcooked is a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, Dustin actually replied to the tweet in his next tweet saying Overcooked. So, yep. Overcooked, Overcooked is a very fun game. Yep, very fun. It's tough, but it's fun. And the sequel is coming soon-ish, like in the next month or two. Really? Yeah, and you can actually throw food now. Oh, nice. I mean, that sounds like a stupid thing if you haven't played the first one, but that's a huge game changer. It's game changer. <laughs> hmm. Huh. <sighs> The Adventures of Cookies and Cream. I gotta at least say it once, right? <laughs> From software's yeah, I mean, greatest achievement. Oh, the, the ultimate couch co-op game is Turtles in Time. Yes, agreed. That's, that's the best. That's the best beat 'em up has ever been and made. If you, and if you don't have access to that for some reason, Schmenglers, <laughs> um, there's and or if you want more of that, there's also the uh, Hyperstone Heist, which plays basically the same. Um, the Genesis version it has got a slightly different story, different levels. But. Super Mario Brothers, um, you or not you, but what a new Super Mario Brothers is that what they're called? Yep, new Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, Super Mario 3D World. No, 3D no. World. Yeah, 3D yeah. World. 3D, 3D World's, World's really good. good. Yeah. Yep. You might. You uh, know. Honestly, you know what game is surprisingly fun in co-op is Super Mario Odyssey, where one player plays as Cappy and the other player plays as Mario. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty fun. Unique, uh, a unique way to play co-op. Uh, Dustin says I picked up Elix for fifteen dollars, and that game yeah. is, is slow starting and brutal right away. The combat is janky, but I'm still enjoying it. I feel like it could be a cult favorite in a few years. Welcome to Piranha Bites. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much every game they make is a. Janky mess. Yeah. Um, but uh, that game is really unique because it's one of the few that takes... It's I guess it's post-apocalyptic, but um, the environment's very unique because it, instead of going into dungeons, you're going into just normal buildings and it's people have rebuilt a civilization on top of it and people have different ideals of how the society should go and leaning too much into technology is bad for some people and good for others. It's a really, really unique game. And, uh, yeah, it's dirt cheap now, so I'd suggest it if you like RPGs. 
Yeah, I like Ryan. If it weren't for the fact that you uh, don't play games, have... well, that too. Um, but uh, just I, I would recommend that because of just how unique it is. My my biggest problem with that game is that it's fucking brutal. Oh yeah, it's not. It's it's so hard. It's not fun at times. You have to you have to get really into the role playing aspect early on to survive. You have to find a group that you want to partner with and basically kiss ass for a while to some of the higher ups, and then they'll start giving you stuff. But your missions, for the most part, at the beginning are just talking to people and solving their problems within the settlement. Because if you go outside, things murder you. Yep, you will die in one or two hits. But again, like the the, the fact that it's technology, like the first group that is easy to access is uh, magic users. So they use magic and swords and standard armor. And then uh, there are also people that use guns, uh, like special laser cannons and stuff, and are big into technology and um it, again it's, it's so unique because it's not it's not just your standard fantasy but there is some of that there still uh you know you have a jetpack that allows you to boost jump uh, yeah it's a really neat game and again now it's dirt cheap so i suggest picking it up it was a little bit harder to recommend at 60 bucks or whatever it was 50 i've tried uh, to play that game four or five times and i just can't get into it because of the brutal difficulty yeah Brutal games just don't do it for me anymore. Uh, Dustin says, after listening to you guys talk highly and raving about Shinmu being one of the best games ever made, I put in my pre-order for it. Can't wait. I better practice my QTEs. I am, but, well, listen, if uh, there's one thing that's like kissing your sister, it's playing Shenmue. Uh There you go. Just my opinion on it. Uh, Shinmue. And hear a whole new generation of people waiting for a We're new game. Find some sailors <laughs> collectively. After, after three doesn't, after three doesn't finish the story, I'm sure there'll be a bunch of people going. When's Shenmue Four coming out? Never is the answer. Never. Uh, so if John is reviewing again, will be will he be on the show more often? And can we convince Jay to at least be on biweekly? Uh, you'll have to talk to John about that. And for Jay, I'm going to say no, probably not. So there's that. Uh, he also says, started my demo of Octopath, uh, and I'm loving every minute of it. I have one more hour of playtime in the demo before the release on Friday. I'm very excited to dive in deep. I can tell you this is top five material already, probably even top three. That game is pretty good. If you If you... Long for those old Super Nintendo JRPGs, this game is for you. Isn't, like, the sprite of Odin or whatever in this almost identically from, like, the Final Fantasy V or VI? It could be. I I don't have a reference for it. I just know that it looks really cool uh, if you have nostalgia for those old Super Nintendo JRPGs. And it plays fantastic. It's a neat game. I wish I had time to play it. But I can't justify $60 for a game that I'm not going to play much of. Uh, he says, I played the demo for some of the Enders in VR. I'm assuming he means Zone of the Enders. And yeah, don't play that game in VR. It's really bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised. Because uh, it just feels like they've tacked VR into it from like looking at it and that it's not thought of to be a separate VR experience. 
I don't know. I I totally forgot that that game was floating around and coming mm-hmm. out relatively soon. I was never like a champion of the Zone of the Enders games. I think they're cool, but I don't think they're the the shit that killed Elvis or anything. I mean, people only bought and played Zone of the Enders because it had a Metal Gear Solid demo in it. They did, but it still was a good game. It was a good. Oh, game. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't bad. I'm just that's the only reason. It why probably it doesn't. Up. It probably didn't need to be a huge series or anything like no. it. It was a good game for what it was. Like if we're gonna, if I if I have to, and I think I've made my points on Hideo Kojima known. Uh, if I have to choose a game series that of his that's underappreciated, it's the Boktai games on Game Boy Advance. Then Zone of the Enders. I think Zone of the Enders is not as great as the amount of releases it gets would suggest. They only re-released it once. This is the second. This time. is the second time. Yeah. Uh, he says I also tried the Wipeout demo in VR, and that's some fun racing. Not sure if you want to purchase it or not, since I'm not the biggest racing fan. That thing is like twelve ninety nine on PlayStation right now due to the mid year sale. And Wipeout, fucking, oh my god, that game is incredible. And the, the Wipeout collection is three of the games. So yeah, yeah. and it looks amazing in four K. Like, holy and, shit. And it, the VR is not something that you have to take part in if you don't want to. It's a full game experience without, and then you can just play the whole game in VR as well. Pick that game up. That's all I have to say. Uh, we have a series of tweets from Blue Apple Blue. You ready for this? Y'all... He knew that Drew was going to be on the show. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in on this conspiracy now, Ken. <laughs> Every time Drew is on the show, there's a Blue Apple Blue tweet. What's up yep. with that, Drew? Uh, he says, surprised you didn't celebrate your 10-year anniversary. That was two years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, that was two years ago. Uh, as the longest-running gaming podcast, you, well, we're uh, not. Is that true? No, we're not. No. Okay. No. Um, you need to claim this honor, or people will think OLR is the oldest. Not knowing Orange Lounge Radio is the oldest. <laughs> not knowing the OLR did not start as a gaming podcast. It didn't ever start as a podcast. They started before it. Have you thought about contacting Guinness's World Records? I didn't tag at OLR and don't think they listened to N4G podcast. Probably not. Probably not. So you can I... easily claim your place in history. I am actually friends with. Uh, one of the guys who was on OLR, so... No. <laughs> he also says, Have you thought about donating the first episode to the Smithsonian Museum or the Congress no. Digital Listen, Ain't Archive. nobody wants to listen to that first episode. <laughs> or the, Ever again. Or the Congress Digital Archive. They gave a clear evidence on the quality of early amateur podcast scene and how far current podcasts have progressed. Well, it would definitely give you a sense of how <laughs> current, progress have, or current podcasts have progressed. Not very well is no. the answer to that question. <laughs> also, don't don't nobody want to listen to that fucking first episode. Ain't nobody wants to listen to that episode. <laughs> nobody. I don't even want to listen to it. I was there. If my parents played video games, they wouldn't want to listen to that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, that's funny. I still have that episode. It is still available in archive format. God. Yep. 
feel like I should go through and start pulling out random moments and putting them on YouTube. No, please. Hey, let me let me tell you something. There's some great friggin' moments. Exactly why I'm There's, saying that. Go listen to, the, listen to the whole podcast. Do you think like if I'm gonna suffer, why would I force other people to? I'm just saying. And there's the the moment that Drew talks about where uh, uh, Gambus is going on about uh, Bioshock. Yes, that's the one I'm talking about. That's yeah, the. Best. I feel like I need to pull that out and just. You know, put it on YouTube. It's easy. Just look up the Game of the Year episode for for when Bioshock came out. I guess it was 2007. I think it is 2007. Yeah, go listen to that episode and listen to Gambus talk about Bioshock. <laughs> ass off. It's freaking hilarious. But See, yeah, now there's been some pretty great moments. That's the problem. Is Gambus isn't on the show anymore, so like all the highlights are over. I know the Gambus man. Gambus did some great ones. There was one where he was talking about Facebreaker. He played the demo for Facebreaker and went absolutely nuts over it. And I remember Brian Peterson was on the show and he's like, "Chill out, man. It's just the demo." <laughs> <laughs> Gambus gets a little worked up about uh, everything. Man, those yeah. are those early podcasts when we were all in the same room. Oh God, the the um. <laughs> there were some, there were some moments that probably happened that weren't even on the podcast that were hilarious. Just some of the faces that people made and reactions to stuff that Gamba said in the room. Yeah, uh, yeah. there is still a video out on YouTube if you can find it of us having a Mortal Kombat versus Street Fighter fight in Jason's hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's that's like not even a joke. That shit is real, and there's a document of it. Yeah, yeah. It is. Um, also, it was very hot <laughs> in a lot of those rooms. Yeah, it was very hot. <laughs> when you get four or five people in one tiny room with earphones on, it is not the most pleasant thing you will ever do in your life. Yeah. <sighs> Uh, Mookie says, meaning to email for the E3 event, but this new job I have got it has me all busy. Well, take your time. We'll be talking about E3 until next E3. So, they're dad. Because that's when those games are going to finally get, well, specifically the PlayStation games will finally get announced within a release date. So, that is all the tweets. If you want to tweet us, it's at M4G Podcast. If you want to shoot us an email, it's podcasts at ztgd.com. That's podcasts at ztgd.com. Shoot us an email. We'll read it on the show. We'll talk about it. Um, Phoenix Down, this is it, right? Radiant Historia? Yes. It's only yes, taken you, what, six two. months? Uh, two months. Three months. Three, Three months. months. Three months. One yeah. game. I'm sorry, I got married. You got married? That's no excuse. Yeah. Let's get married. It's a portable game. You should have brought that with you on your honeymoon. <laughs> yeah. Shoot, I understood. Sure. Like, okay. Right. Okay, Drew, that's fine. You can ignore me and play Radiant Historia. <laughs> you should have, I should have just did it in the bay with Rachel. Okay, Drew. Oh gosh. You could play Radiant Historia on our honeymoon. It's more important, yeah. 
I respect how you choose to spend your time. <laughs> the pain comes later. <laughs> <laughs> You're in trouble for that line. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, man. So, Final Fantasy XII is the next game? Yes. We play, are you playing the remaster or the original? We're playing the Zodiac Age. Good, because it's got a fast-forward button. It does. It's fucking great. <laughs> Good fast I'm learning that I want rewinds and fast-forwards in nearly every game that gets remastered. Final Fantasy VII has a fast-forward feature on PS4, and it's the greatest thing ever. Oh, does it? Yep. Yeah, it does. Uh, it's it's beautiful because there's a lot of really boring parts in that game. Grinding. Yep. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, you follow Drew at DML Fury. Anthony is at Intersect N T R S K T. Wombat at Wombat RP. Indeed. And you can follow me at ZTGD. Follow the site at ZTGD Content. We will spam. Your Twitter timeline with Bane impressions. <laughs> this is the Dark Knight episode. We should change the name of this podcast to Bane Impressions and Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is that. My, I, you know, I might listen to that every week. <laughs> I nobody wants to hear us talk about video games. They can listen to us do Bane impersonations. <laughs> I think you found your tagline for this episode, Bane Impressions and Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I always have to try to think of one, and they're like, I'll skip through the show, like, what was said? It was kind of funny. Oh, wait, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing was funny. Shit. Shit ain't been funny in ten years. <laughs> <laughs> it's telling, we find one joke and we stick with it through the whole episode. <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> Alright, unless anybody has anything else, then fucking, I don't know. That'll be the end of the show. Nope. It's over! (laughs) Alrighty, and it goes something like this.